Charlie, how are you? Good, DD. The uh, Chief Commissioner, Shane Patton, made some comments this morning. Uh, well, he, he followed up his comments following up from an email that he sent out to all the members mm. telling them that they are not above the law. Basically, it sounds like Dad telling off the kids. Is that an unusual thing to happen or does that sort of thing happen routinely in the police force? Well, certainly unusual. Um, look, it's a matter of course that... a a, lot, a number of police do get charged criminally and disciplinary wise. And but to send out an email, I think uh, his numbers that he quoted uh, on Neil was uh, last year seventeen sacked and thirty one resigned, knowing that they were going to be sacked. Uh, but what struck me in the article and also listening to uh, Shane uh, on the uh, Mitchell program was the fact that there's no grey area. Look, I, I, I fully support. Any criminality or, or uh, systemic criminal activity that clearly there's some history behind it. No problems at all. We don't want criminals in the organisation. Mm. But he was asked a question which really resonated with me was, Neil put an example, well, what about a police officer possessing cannabis? No, get the sack. And he's no-nonsense stuff um, of saying, well... Uh, 99.9% of members will be sacked. I want them out. You'll be sacked if you engage in this behaviour. Our system is making it a lot easier to get rid of these bad apples. But people have bad judgment. Mm. We're losing so many good people. They're certainly getting through the system. We're having psychologists look at these and, and interview these applicants at recruit stage. Either they're fooling the psychologists, uh, but on the other hand, I think through the psychologist interviewing people, we are losing a lot of good people. Uh, there was a prime example that is where to me, uh, where to me was, was uh, there was a particular uh, police officer. Now, he went out after night shift. This is all public record. Uh, he had a, a few, few drinks. Uh, he had to move his vehicle out of the police premises because that was taking over a police uh, van that had to be there. Mm. He drove it 250 metres back onto the into a parking spot on the street. Appre- well, apprehended, he was dobbed in, charged with his C.05 and given a sack. Mm. Well, he put his case forward and the police service board, that, that's the appeal process, reinstated him. Now, you look at the AFL, three strikes and you're out. The AFL have taken a stance, well, there must be something underlying with, these, with their players. Let's start looking from a... Um, a support position. Mm. There's certainly minor infractions, bad judgment calls that do need uh, to sit down with them and say, what's the issue? They're, they're dealing with such horrendous things throughout their career. Uh, but once they get the sack, they're given back to the family broken and, and no care, no responsibility. Mm. Sure, for minor infractions, start supporting these people and you're going to start keeping good police officers. It's a difficult area, isn't it? Because police do need to be above the law. Yeah. In, a, in a way, they need to be the greatest example of how we should all be yeah, behaving sure. in our community. But I understand there would be there's two different classes of bad apple. There'd be people who mm. just commit an indiscretion. I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. You know, who, who've maybe had some marijuana or, or done something along those lines. Or profiting from and, it, yeah. And then there, exactly. But then there would be people who are inherently trying to bend the law in order to almost be part of the criminal activity themselves. Yeah. But how do you find where the line is between those two? Well, that's the, that's the whole thing. Shane is not giving that line. What he's saying is any infraction, basically, he said, with some, some exceptions, very rare exceptions, but we all make bad calls. We always, the Victoria Police reflect that 
you know, our police officers have to reflect the community. Sure, they're going to be above the law, but they make bad calls sometimes and bad judgments. And, you know, th- there are numbers of, of younger people, the new millenniums of, the, of today. You know, in my day, it was alcoholism and alcohol played a big role. No support in, in my process. There were years gone by. Uh, but some of these young ones are going to the nightclubs. They're living what they do in their normal life anyway and might be taking ecstasy and they're coming to work um, and they are affected. But is that someone who's crying out for help or or someone makes a bad decision that they should just fact the, face yeah. the sack automatically? It's, it's a fine line, I know. And, but, but Charlie, and, even if they're crying out for help, I don't know how what the rules are with when an officer is allowed to carry a weapon or not. But, mm. but if that's someone who might have a weapon in their hand yeah. or is going to be out on the beach, do yep. we want them? As much as I understand the reasons that you're explaining, the reasons why they would have used drugs, but do we want them out on the beach in that condition? No, well, we don't. But it's a matter of intervening before it gets to that stage of, mm. you know, and, and I blame a lot too on supervisors. Now, supervisors know their people better than anybody else. Either they turn a blind eye or support the issue of of uh, the, the sexism, racism, or whatever the case may be, or they might say, you know, you're a bit odd. Running my team of 10 detectives when I was at homicide, you knew when something was askew a, a or something not right, and you could take them aside and say, you know what, everything okay? And we've all got different lives. We've got we've got pressures and issues at home, and we bring that to work, and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, we get support from our partners. Uh, we don't get we get very little support, and and police are always loath to put up their hand and say, you know what, I think I've got a problem. But then them them for all police officers to get that email and say, right. This will not be tolerated. There's no grey areas. The ones on um, uh, the bodybuilding enhancement drugs and that type of thing. Well, mm. how severe is that? Now, come on. Uh, okay, it's, it may be against the law, but to say, well, mate, come out, come along here. Let's start giving you a bit of support, a bit of counselling. What can we do? Is there underlying issues, family violence? Exactly the same thing. So all I'm saying is, yeah, get the bad apples out. But don't be as such black and white that people have got their own issues to carry luggage hear them out, see what issues they've got once it's identified and really it falls back on the supervisors. Yeah, because if, as you're saying, you know, they're given psychological examinations on the way into the yep. police force, so you mm-hmm. have to assume that they arrived in good condition, that whatever they're doing or indulging in after is, is as you say, a coping mechanism that's happened because of the job. Well, so perhaps there needs to be a bit more understanding. Yeah, well, you look at now that with uh, the, the AFL footballers, they're going mm. for the concussion. Mm. Sure, you must know that as a footballer, uh, but you don't really know it as a police officer. What you're going to be exposed to, you see all these great advertisements, join the police force, jumping out of helicopters, mm. police, and then when they are affected mentally, they go into their own shell, uh, and it's your peers. It's that, you know the old are you okay days and things mm. like that. So your peers have got to identify it, supervisors have got to identify it, and it's a cry for help.